0: Hey guys, welcome to the Power and Persistence podcast. I'm your host, Jessie Bloist, business owner, mentor, self-care advocate, manifestor, wife, and mama of two. This podcast is designed to make you feel seen and inspired. Join me for honest and raw conversations with successful women and purpose-driven entrepreneurs. We'll explore how they imperfectly, but persistently juggle career, family, and relationships, all while honoring their authentic selves. Let's dive in. I'm so excited you guys are here because I'm opening my doors to my one-on-one coaching program, Find Your Yes, because we all deserve to live a life that feels like a hell yes. Women are leaders, and leadership is found in entrepreneurship, leading teams within a business, volunteer organizations, your community, and at home with your family. Whether you're desiring to make a transformation into leadership or you want to up-level your skills to become a more effective leader, this program is for you. I've been leaning at work and at home for over a decade, and this is what I know. It wasn't until I did the inner work that I personally needed to do that my leadership skills really improved. And that's why I created the Find Your Yes program. So you don't have to do the inner work alone. As someone who has been there, I will guide you as we work through your shadows, heal past traumas, overcome self-limiting beliefs, and watch you transform from the inside out. So if you're ready to create a life that feels like a hell yes, Head over to www.jessiebloys.com forward slash contact to book a call or head over to my Instagram at jessiebloys and send me a DM. I'm so excited to connect and to find your yes. Ah, Jenna Hermans is back and I'm so happy you're here, Jenna, because we had so much to talk about last time, but today we're going to do more of a deep dive into being a mom while creating and growing a business. So we're going to have so much to talk about. Thank you for being here.
1: Oh, thank you for having me back. I'm so happy to be here, Jesse. It was so much fun last time. It I'm was. so excited. And yeah, we got a great overview, but
0: like you're speaking my language. This is the last, you know, 10 years of my life being a mom, a working mom and the ups and the downs. So
1: reintroduce yourself to our audience and then let's just get into it. Sure. So I have four kids, um, three are my children in love. And the fourth is, um, a child that I made with the husband, my husband, the father of the other three children. Um, and I have a business that we started together called be courageous. And we started that when our youngest was six months old. And in that time, I also, um, I've written a book, which came out about two months ago, um, and started a coaching practice as well. And now I do speaking and workshops, um, and various, various things all around the concept of calm, which is what my book is about and what, and, and like what the thing I'm most passionate about now, as I have leaned into the season of my life, which is what I needed after becoming an instant mom of three and then another mom of my own biological child getting married and moving from um, one part of a state to another, leaving behind our entire community and support system and needing to start from scratch and going through this massive like identity whiplash. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I, I wrote this book after I went through that in huge intense, breakdown, um, and then build up, which took a, a number of years. And then kind of at the culmination, at the end of this build up of building myself back, um, or finding my new self in this phase mm-hmm. of life, um, mm-hmm. that's where this, this book came to be. And so this is now something that is just so important to me, um, and that I, I share and re- that resonates so much with mothers because we all have found ourselves, in these areas of needing to re ourselves with, with us in, yeah. in our new identities. Yeah. Right?
0: I'm, oh my, a thousand percent. I think that's been the last five, six years of my life. And I'm, I'm still there. What does this look like? So you mentioned kind of feeling like you needed the calm mm-hmm. and that's what brought you to start discovering this. I want to know where you were at in your life when you thought this isn't working and I need to find who I am and how to be the best version of myself. I want to know like what was happening right before then that felt like something needed to change or how did you know or what was the moment?
1: Yeah. So the moment was, <laughs> I remember because I, it was like lightning struck me uh, knowing like you cannot continue like this. This is unsustainable. Right. Like this is barely surviving. This is not okay. And so leading up to that moment, right, was consistent and persistent panic attacks and anxiety attacks. This was, again, our son was, an, our youngest was an infant. The three bigs were all in elementary school, were starting and growing this brand new business. My husband is traveling. All the time to meet with clients and and to do the work right, and it's like any job that comes our way. Yes, go take it because we're yeah. a brand new, we're a brand new baby company. Yeah. And so I, um, and there was one particular day that I was sitting in my living room, breast pumping, because my son wouldn't latch, and that I was, I was dedicated. I'm like, I am going to pump. (laughs) I'm going to pump so much and so hard all the time. Um, So in one of my bazillions of breast pumping sessions in the afternoon, the baby's sleeping. I'm also on my laptop trying to do work. The kids are about to come home from school, you know, needing snacks and love and attention and homework help and all the things. Mm-hmm. And I had yet another panic attack. I was like, Oh my God, this, this is too much. This is too much for me, for one person. I, I can't, I, I don't want to do this. Anymore. I can't do this anymore. I'm done. I am done. And a lightning struck me you know, metaphorically, of course, um, I want to say this was in the spring, so we didn't have, you know, thunderstorms at the time. (laughs) Um, and it hit me and goes, you, you have so many tools and so much experience from, I have a master's degree in organizational management. I have a bachelor's degree in psychology. I have 15 plus years of human resources and culture building experience. Right. And I can bring all of these things that I've done, that I've learned, that I've practiced. Right. I even run a preschool for five years. Like I know how to manage lots of human beings, you know, young human beings in a space. Um, I can take all of those skills and all of that experience and bring it into the home and make this life run so much more smoothly. So, so that I can not just survive this time, but that I can thrive.
0: Right. Doing what you do in the home, though, it doesn't always just easily transfer, right? So I'm a speech pathologist by trade, and my daughter has been in speech for years, and getting it to carry over at home is hard, right? We we can't always just take the skills we have at work, and it's a conscious decision, because when you get home, you're you're in a different mode, different mindset. Okay, so you you're now deciding I can thrive. I don't need to live like this. Something has to change. And I have been there. And I think um, we cycle through it right in life. There's other moments. You have that moment once. And then maybe a few years later, you have that moment again, like this isn't okay. This isn't what I want. Something has to change. As you started doing that, did you go into another go, go, go mode? This is what I have to change. This is what I have to do. This is, or did you kind of have any moments of surrender to something has to change. I have to let go. I have to let the cards fall, and I have to see where this, how this can be better. Or did you go right into action mode, into what you wanted to do to improve things?
1: Yeah. So I at that moment I wasn't in the. Co- I didn't have the mental capacity to kind of you know go to the balcony and do reflection and really mindfully approach this new transition that I wanted to begin. Um, I went into activation and what I did was kind of assess what are my biggest stressors every single day? What are the things that if I change this one thing, there'd be a ripple effect, right? That that would help support so many other areas that are stressors and Mm -hmm. pressures for me. And the first thing I did was implement meal planning because every day, multiple times a day humans need to be fed. <laughs> it yeah. was, and, and that was something I found to be incredibly stressful for me every day come four 30. What am I going to make for dinner? What are we going to eat? What uh-huh. do we have? You know? And so being able to take that one thing and say, all right, I'm going to weekly, right? I decided it makes sense to do it weekly. Also, that's how we did it in my preschool. And it worked so well. And I was like, mm-hmm. of course. And that's when you look at meal planning, like anything online, it's like the easiest thing to do is weekly because food goes bad if you buy too many perishables, you right. know, before that. And and you don't want to go grocery shopping multiple times a week. So, or every day. Um, or I, I mean, I
0: don't even day. want to do it once a week. It's one of my least favorite activities, but no, no, it no. has to happen. Yeah. Exactly.
1: So I decided, all right, we're gonna start doing meal planning and getting everyone on board for this. I asked all the kids, all right, what do you want to have for dinners? For the next seven days, we're gonna plan out our dinners and what are the breakfasts that you enjoy having? Make sure that we have those things around and lunches, like that we have the staples for consistent, more consistent breakfasts and lunches, which don't need as much variety. Cause you want the kids to be able to eat it and you're not there. And it's like, I want you yeah. to eat the thing. So sometimes consistency is just key for those. Yep. Um, but for dinner, I'm like, what do you guys want to have? You know, what can I make? And then writing those things down, writing a grocery list against that, or seeing what we already have, what else do I need to get? And then every day come four 30, instead of like, oh my God, what do we have? What am I going to make? What are we going to do? I'm so stressed. It was, I know what I have. I know I already bought everything that, what else we need. And I, I can just activate. I know we're having, you know, tacos tonight. Great. I'm going to make the thing, make the thing. Boom. Easy. I don't have to think about mm-hmm. it anymore. And that, that rippled out into so, like that helped so much that the calm just started, that opened up space, right? That created space for then the next thing what was the next thing that i could do and then that created more space and then kind of layer by layer bit by bit like brick by brick building this infrastructure that supported calm versus uh-huh. chaos
0: uh huh did you see i mean or how long or how long were you implementing these brick by brick um actions for it to penetrate into the kids did you see them calm as well from your calm?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, cause they, they pick up on our energy. If we're, if we're frantic oh, for and sure. frazzled, like they're, they're going to be the same. <laughs> so, um, you know, it, I wouldn't say that it happened overnight, of course, but they slowly, but surely things were calmer with them as well. But, you know, I, again, I was, I was so frazzled, like my nervous system was so shot that it was hard for me to even recognize at that time, what's my influence on them? How, yeah. how is my mood and how is my my presence affecting them? And- oh, because of
0: course it does. I mean, mm-hmm. they pick up on everything. And if they're not picking up on the tangible, they're picking up on the energy. So they're picking up on it. I mean, and, you know, I see it every day in my own home. Was it... Once you made this decision though, Jenna, like, was it an easy transition or like all those feelings of overwhelm, they just started to kind of fade away? Or did you kind of go back and forth and struggle and figuring out how am I going to keep this going? Cause it's, you know, we all can have those moments of like, this is what I'm going to do, but sustaining that mm-hmm. is a
1: different story.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And that's where the like, and I talk about this in the book, the first chapter is efficiency and the second is habits. So how do you first right, decide, how am I going to make this life run more efficiently? What am I going to do? Like the meal planning. And then how do you make it a habit so that then it's not that continuous effort and that drudge of going through the mud? I need to do this thing. I need to do this thing and I need to do it in this way. And that it's so uh, it actually requires so much more effort because you're mm-hmm. like I know this is good for me but oh like i have to really force myself to yeah, do it yeah it doesn't feel natural
0: it feels like a
1: lot of work yeah and yeah. so against that i'm where i say like bit by bit piece by piece it's really implementing what one at a time and feeling like, okay, that's solid now. That is so solid. So when you say one at a time, is that like one per week, one per month? You know, it- it's, I think that's individual, right? So like for meal planning, we did that, for, I want to say for two or three weeks. And I'm like, oh, this feels like, this is, this feels consistent. This feels mm-hmm. good to do this. Now let me layer in something else that'll make me feel good. Um, because by adding too many things at once, right, we're, we're setting up our success, we're setting ourselves up for failure because we can't do, we can't add yeah. things.
0: But for someone like me who runs on a lot of anxiety and you know, when there's an end goal, I'm just like, I, I want to get there and I want to be there yesterday. Now that I have this goal, I want it to happen now. When you're working with people and you're talking to them about this implementation, mm-hmm. there has to be some other... I mean, self care practices, call it what you want, but other ways someone can manage their own overwhelm, especially if there's someone like me that wants it to happen now. I don't know if I would be like, okay, I'm going to do meal prepping for two weeks and I'm going to just let it be that Mm -hmm. and I'll get to the rest of it later, right? How do you help people when they have that push mentality to take on so much and want it to happen so fast to allow the process? to unfold naturally because when we push too hard, it falls apart. Yeah.
1: And that's the question I ask you, I would say you're this personality, right? You're a person who's like, you see what you want to do, where you want to go and you want to get there as quickly as possible. How's that worked for you in the past? Yeah. How's, 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 what was your success rate on that? Mm -hmm. Right, It's like, huh? Most likely, like you're saying, for you, you've noticed this for yourself, like it doesn't go well. It doesn't end well. You end up back, just back where you started with nothing being implemented, with nothing having been exactly right. where you want it to be. So, right. and my, and I would say like, here's the thing, Jesse, try it differently and see what happens. Because you know what? if it If it doesn't work, you're no worse off than you are right now. And if right. it does work, then look at that. It's working and things don't come easy right? It takes hard work. It takes going outside of your comfort zone to get to a place you've never been before.
0: Right. So,
1: right. And for someone, you know,
0: with my mentality, I'll just keep using myself as an example. Um, I have that very driven focused Aries mentality of like tunnel vision go my hard work. Isn't the implementing, right? That's what makes me feel safe that's where I feel like I can control the situation when I'm doing. Mm -hmm. My hard work is in the being Mm -hmm. and the allowing and the surrendering, because then you have to bring in, call it what you want, faith, trust, whatever, but you really have to trust it's all gonna be okay. The process is gonna play itself out maybe even better than you envision it to but you have to sit there and allow it to happen and you have to breathe through it. For For some of us that might feel like, okay, cool, I can do this and it's slow and I'll slowly implement. And for others, that's that's out of the comfort zone. The comfort zone is what's next, what's next, what's next. Distract me from everything else happening in my life because I'm going to keep climbing and creating and doing and controlling. Mm-hmm. But so I guess my point in this is we all don't have the same hard. What's my hard is someone else's comfort. What where I feel comfortable might feel exhausting to somebody else. Right. It's finding what you need to work on mm-hmm. to feel better. And then when you feel better, that penetrates through all aspects of your
1: life. Yeah. And that's why there's no one approach for yeah. anything, right? Yeah. Because if there were, then everyone would be doing great. Every we wouldn't yeah. no, we'd have no more personal development. Right. Right. <laughs> it right. would cease to exist. <laughs> be Absolutely. More-
0: have you did you find Jenna as you went through this transition and implementing these new um I guess methods or ideas into your life? Personal development kind of accompanied
1: that role or that path for you? Oh, 100%. Yeah. I've always been an avid reader. I love to read and I love to consume information. So a part, a big part of that was working on my mindset Mm -hmm. and bringing in more of that personal development. Right. So I was reading lots of books around meditation. I was reading Mm -hmm. books about psychology. I was reading books about trauma. I was reading, like, you name it. I probably read something about it. Right. In terms of the concept of, of the overarching umbrella of personal development, yeah. because there's so much out there. And again, it's not a one size fits all. And the way that I see personal development is also when, when it comes to consuming, you know, these different doctrines and these different ways and, you know, these different styles, mm-hmm. um, is that to take what resonates and leave the rest and then yes. get that variety, right. Get the variety, try and ex- be exposed to so much mm-hmm. and take what works from all of them, right. right? Because they all right. have different things that will resonate differently with us. And so, yeah, I just, I was in massive consumption mode when I finally got to that point where I was able to, because that's, that's something that I knew I wanted to bring back into my life was reading. Cause I had pretty much almost stopped or I was just reading books about like how to raise a baby. Right. And like the wonder weeks and bringing up baby and all, and all that stuff. Right. And like, you know, when it came down to I'm like, Oh oh, crap, potty training, all, all those things. But I was like, no, I, I want to read books that Make me think that bring bring in different tools for myself mm-hmm. on how I can approach my life, and then also how I can support my kids, my clients, my community. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, personal development. <laughs> what really- did
0: you end up deciding to implement for you? But I do want to say I love how you said pick what works for you because journaling is not going to work for everybody. Meditation is not going to work for everybody personal development, self-care is so unique. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's kind of, you know, the buzzword right now is all this personal development and this self-care. And there's so many shoulds. Mm -hmm. I should meditate. I should journal. I should work out X amount of days a week. But then it's not self-care anymore if you're shitting it on yourself. Mm -hmm. right?
1: So what did you find resonated for you? So over the course of all of this, right, in retrospect, as I reflect upon what worked and what, what I have also found that have worked for my clients Mm -hmm. and like, what are those basics, right? Like what are the, what are the basics that when these are done, you, you feel like, okay, I can, I can go off of that. Like I feel foundationally set with my self-care and my personal development or feeling, feeling good inside myself. And those basics, I I love it. I came up with this acronym called cheer and the C stands for, and there, I also refer to them as the brilliant basics, right? So it's the brilliant basics, the un, the most unsexy list that has ever existed, but it's exactly that because they're so basic, but we mm-hmm. forget to do them. We forget that these are important as human beings and as busy people who are caring for other people all the time. We make sure that they have these, but we're not doing it for ourselves. Right. All right. So I've talked so much about them. Now I'm going to say what they are. <laughs> yeah. What are they? I want to know. Okay. So the C, which is actually my favorite, I'm going to say for last. So my acronym is not perfect because the C is not last, but what words end in C? Like literally none. (laughs) Um, So the R, no, H, sorry. I'm learning my, i remembering spelling again. We're we're all, we're all learning here. H stands for hydration. Okay. Just like a plant, right? We need to hydrate to grow our cells. We're somewhere between- 55 and 80% water, depending on our size. And if we're a woman or man, you know, et cetera, et cetera, all the sciencey things. We are majority water in our bodies. We need to hydrate so that we can do all the things, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Hydration. The second one in the same vein, eating, eating mm-hmm. well, what are you feeding yourself? right? Making sure you're getting that, those consistent meals that you're giving yourself nutrition, all the different vitamins and minerals that come from varieties of foods and things, and just taking care by putting energy in our body.
0: Yeah. The right energy. Yeah. The
1: right energy. Right. Cause there are foods that definitely give us really good energy and others mm-hmm. that will zap our energy. Yeah. Um, so that's, and then the second E in cheer is exercise but really comes down to just movement, joyful movement, getting the body moving doesn't have to mean going to the gym, signing up for yoga, Pilates, pit exercises, CrossFit, whatever. It could be dancing, Mm -hmm. going for a walk, but getting your body moving because natural endorphins and dopamine and serotonin, all the happy hormones. Right. And it also like that as human beings, as we know, like, historically from being hunter gatherers and all the way through like we need to move this is a part of the human existence we need to eat yeah. we need to move we need to drink okay r rest Let me yeah i thought uh-huh. rest I sleep know. yeah i know i hate it and i love it all the same time right i mean yeah. i love to sleep and it's just it, it's it's so important
0: mm-hmm. so
1: important our kids have bedtimes why don't we have bedtimes? When I started my own bedtime, game changer. I was like, put the kids down. I have depending on how long I put them down, you know. Hopefully, I get them down, you know, to consistent time every day, and I have this much time to do my stuff before I go to bed. I yeah. need to so that I can show up the next day and be working with a full deck, right? Or as much uh-huh. as I can because you know, kids wake up in the middle of the night. And they need a thing, need a thing. But you to try to yeah. get as much consistent sleep as possible. Every study from everyone, like it's sleep has become such a big pop. It's very popular right now. Also, all the studies and everyone preaching sleep, sleep, sleep. I mean,
0: it's so listen, as when I had a newborn and they weren't sleeping, you fully understand why sleep deprivation is a form of torture. You literally feel Mm -hmm. like I don't even want to use the word down. Like, I feel like it's worse. Like it's traumatic. The feeling is traumatic. And then on a side note to that as a myofunctional therapist, so much of what I do with my patients is focused on nasal breathing and proper tongue resting posture and getting quality sleep and getting into that REM sleep. And when we don't, it negatively impacts us. It's not just feeling tired. Mm-hmm. It can present in so many harmful ways. Mm-hmm. Sleep is so important. So I just that's a whole other yeah topic. but yes, it's not just you're gonna feel tired and you're not going to be your best
1: self. It's so much bigger than that. so much bigger. Oh my gosh, yeah, we could have a whole yeah conversation just about the importance of sleep. <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely. So and then my the last one, which is my favorite, the C is connection.
0: Oh, I love it. I didn't know what you were going to say, but Jenna, I couldn't agree with you more. connection It's right? so big. I thrive off it. Yes. I love that. Yeah.
1: Good thing you saved that for last. Yes. I do. I think it's so important. Mm-hmm. And especially in, in our current society, right. And the current culture that we have where people are so isolated mm-hmm. and, you know, doing things either just as a nuclear family, move away from your family, you move away from like your extended family, from your friends, your community, where you grew up, like the places that we'd have a built-in community, Yeah. right? So having a nuclear family far away from everyone that could be built-in connection Mm -hmm. points. And then also we have, we so often end up just staying in our homes, excuse me, right? That we're not connecting to the the bigger picture of the earth that we live on the earth and like seeing nature feeling yeah. connected to this big thing that we're a part of because we get so caught up in what's underneath this roof and in these four walls yeah right? of responsibilities and tasks and and you know all our to-do list and the pressures but we are so much more than just our to-do list. And so connecting, right, with people that fill our cups, with people who give us energy, Mm -hmm. with those who make us think differently Mm -hmm. and make us feel good and light, and then also connecting with Mother Nature and remembering there is so much more than just this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have so many things I want to say. Based on that, where do I start? I'll start with this morning. I woke up in a shit mood. I have a lot going on personally right now. Nothing that I've shared, but about a month and a half ago, and maybe one day I'll share details, but my whole world kind of imploded. So every day I'm waking up right now, not knowing how I'm going to feel. And this morning I didn't feel good. And I went on a walk. I left the house early while the kids were home with their dad, still getting ready. And I usually listened to something and halfway through the walk, I just turned off the noise and I really paid attention to how the sun felt mm. and for me I listened to a recording um, a little meditation that had been made for me personally and it changed everything like I was able to come in regulated I wasn't regulated when I left the house my nervous system was out of whack by having that connection to nature I was going to do a workout in my garage and I was like I need to be outside right now and that connection really was a game changer for me Based on this connection, I have a big question for you. With COVID, so much happened, right? We were all isolated. So tragic on so many levels. And now so many people work from home. So I feel like a lot of that connection is being lost. And listen, working from home is really convenient. I mean, right now I have pajama shorts on, right? Like I didn't have to get fully dressed to meet with you. But you also... I feel like we choose convenience so much over what's better for us overall. It's more like what's easier for me right now, not what do I need overall. So people aren't going out into the world. I even have a meeting later this afternoon and she said, if you can't get out, we can just Zoom. And I thought, she's someone I might bring on into my company for various reasons. And I thought, no, 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 let's meet in person. Like, I want to feel your energy. It's yeah. just different. People are doing therapy over Zoom and coaching over Zoom. And I know it allows a lot more accessibility to people that aren't near you, but it just, it feels different. And I don't think you get, you get connection. Like right now you and I are connecting, but it would feel so different if we were in the same room. Mm-hmm. How have you watched the way people connect over the past three years alter people's overall well-being and mental health?
1: It is heavy, Jesse. Yeah. People's well-being and mental health have plummeted. Yeah. Plummeted. Yeah. Truly. I did a workshop um at I want to say it was in 2021. It was like June-ish 2021. And it was called Um How to Mindfully Transition, you know, post-COVID. What's the how do you go from this environment if we are all inside? everything's on zoom disconnected and scared right? of everyone, right? Like, oh, everyone's oh yeah. scary. Enough. Mm-hmm. And yeah. how do you mindfully transition to a post post COVID environment? Right. And a big part of that was talking about what are your values? Right. Cause there was so many, there was so much more space to reflect on interactions, relationships when you're not kind of forced to be around the same people all the time, right. Mm -hmm. That don't live under your roof, of course. Um, But like people that you're friends with that you would just automatically spend time with because, you know, your kids go to the same school. So you just talk and then you're like, you go get coffee later or whatever the reason, right. Like people that you have in your world Mm
0: -hmm. that
1: didn't actually benefit you and then we're realizing, wow, I have these huge gaping holes of, I, I don't have people that I really feel connected to or supported by. And I I want to, I want that in my life. I I want to be able to call someone and for them to know me and to hear me just as I am. Right. And yeah, that was something that really came out of that workshop in this time of the value of having the right community around us, the right people that make mm-hmm. us feel good and being with them, being physically with them, because it was great that we could have Zoom dinners with family and friends, right? Put oh the my computer gosh. at the I, end of the table. Remember I think that? I
0: blocked that out. Yeah. Oh, it was so awful. Watching my daughter do recess online via oh, Zoom in kindergarten, I think was one God. of the saddest moments I experienced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's just all of it. So awful.
1: I mean, them, us, we all have Zoom and screen fatigue, right? Mm -hmm. From that time of like, just, I don't want to do any more Zoom catch ups unless this is the only way we can do it because we're not near each other. Right. Right. And so, what I've noticed, and then what society noticed as well, right? Because I think it was in May, it was, you know, what is it? Depression is now an epidemic in our country and yep. i truly believe that stems from isolation that stems from lack of connection connection to people connected connection to nature connection to the to the importance of being a part of something that's bigger than you and getting energy from more than just again these four walls
0: yeah Yeah, I think it really, you know, going out and getting that connection now takes more effort, Mm -hmm. and I think it is human nature to want to do what's easy, and seeking out a lot of that connection is not the most convenient, but it makes complete sense that depression is an epidemic right now. Even when we are out in society, it still has a different feel. People are still coming down from the last three years and there's a different um, energy. I think people are just a little more tense and on guard and sad and frustrated and that comes out in how they're interacting with others. I mean, I see it on a regular basis. It's just a huge problem that hopefully slowly gets solved. But I think, you know, that face-to-face interaction is so important and you talked also about making sure it's the right people Mm -hmm. um i mean that's really important and really specific and tricky i think it's getting to know who you are and what actually fills you up not what you want to fill you up but what Mm -hmm. actually feels good to you Mm -hmm. and then learning to put up necessary boundaries when it doesn't Mm -hmm. and that is um, very intentional it can be very hard and a lot of people might not like it but when you really commit to bringing in the right people into your life Mm -hmm. you feel safer and your nervous system does start to regulate Mm -hmm. but all of these things that we do need to do they don't just happen. It's the intentionality day after day after day after day to make these choices for our greater good, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Healing is really hard and finding the calm in the chaos. I mean, I love it. Like it's the calm in the home. It's the calm in your nervous system. It's the calm in society. It's so important to be able to like figure out how to get to that calm in the chaos um, but I kind of lost what I was saying, but it's just, oh, healing doesn't just feel like you're on this straight line to more and more and more and more calm. Mm-hmm. It's really hard, but the other hard is staying in the chaos. Like it's all hard.
1: It's all hard. Yeah.
0: Pick your heart. So pick cliche, your but pick your heart.
1: And my, my offer in that is to say, are you willing to be uncomfortable temporarily? Yeah. So that you can get to that goal of right. calm. Right. Yeah. Like, yes, it's uncomfortable and it sucks and it's painful and it's a hard, but yeah. that hard will be temporary. Right. Right. So you can choose temporary hard for a long-term gain. Yeah. Or you can stay in your current hard, right? It's like the devil mm-hmm. you know versus the devil you don't know right? Like a lot of people feel more comfortable living with the devil. They know. Yeah. They know it. It's comfortable. The Angel that they don't. Yeah. And that
0: goes back to the trust, right? Mm
1: -hmm. And the
0: surrender, like, let me take this leap of faith forward towards what could be better instead of staying in what I know sucks just because it's comfortable. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah.
0: All scary shit guys. It's all scary, but what's the other option?
1: Yeah. Well, right. isn't, it, and, and it's, and I think another part of this in that intentionality, right? When you're ready to make that intentional choices, what aligns with your values, mm-hmm. right? What aligns with your values? And as a parent, how are you role modeling for your kids? You
0: took the words out of my mouth. I was just going to tap onto what you were saying and say, and for those of us that are parents, they're watching, mm-hmm. they're learning. My kids said some things to me on Saturday night and use words I didn't even know they used. But I thought, holy hell, like you pick up on so much more than I even thought. And I don't want you to think this is how you're supposed to. You know, I have a I have a son and a daughter. So they're learning men and women's roles in society. And I don't like the way they're learning them. It's like, no, you're not all this. And you're not all that. Like we can bleed over into roles and responsibilities. And, um, and you think they're zoned out? They are not, they are, you are modeling to them what life is supposed to look like. Yeah, you're exactly right. You're exactly right.
1: So what do you, and if if as a parent thinking about what would you want for your child and how do you want them to show up for themselves in their adulthood? Do you want them to be content and to just be okay with, shitty friendships and not connecting and yeah. just being stagnant in mm-hmm. something that is not, doesn't feel good. Right. Mm-hmm. That And it's like, ah, well it's fine enough. Right. Mm-hmm. It's comfortable. So I'm just going to hang out here versus let me go outside of my comfort zone and go towards something that's meaningful to yeah. me. That's important to me. And yeah, yeah it's going to be hard, but You can be on the journey together and they can see then, right? Like to use Glennon Doyle's words, like you can do hard things. Yeah.
0: That book, I mean, that book was such a, that book was so impactful for me. Right. And I use those words all the time too. We can do hard things, but if I'm going to tell my kids they can do hard things, I better, you know, check myself and make sure I'm, I'm doing the same thing and I'm modeling it. When I do do hard things though. You better believe I pointed out to (laughs) them. So I don't, so I make sure they're seeing this made mommy scared. I did it anyways. And look how it worked out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah, We can, we can do hard things. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay, Jenna, what else do you feel like? I don't want to keep you for five hours because I could, but what else do you feel like you want people to know or, if What are they struggling with when they reach for your buck in this whole? Because it's not just mommies working. It's a stay-at-home mom. It's so hard to be home running that show all day long. It's women in any aspect of their life if you want to find this calm in the chaos. So who, who should pick up this book, Or what do you want women
1: or men to just know? Yeah. So generally, the people who pick up this book are those who are feeling overwhelmed, right? It's not even just parents that have picked up my book. I've had a few, a number of non-parents, yeah. right? Um, come to me and say, you know, I really got so much out of this book because it's not just for parents, it's for humans. Yeah, It's for humans, but I'm a mom. I Most of my clients are women and moms. And so when writing this book, you know, in thinking about the stories and the anecdotes and obviously my client success stories and then my own personal experiences, they're all mother based, but the, the nuts and the bolts, the, the, like the, the goods, the goods are just for humans. They're for humans Mm -hmm. who feel like there's so much to do, not enough time to do it, feeling overwhelmed, feeling like just everything is too much. And I don't know where to get started. That's Mm -hmm. And that's where, who this book is for. And those are the people who are coming and getting.
0: That's great. So it's really helping people know how to take that first step. Yes.
1: How do you take the first step? How do you know that you can, right? You can achieve that goal Mm -hmm. of creating calm or doing something hard or doing some big lofty, audacious goal. You can And here are the steps on how you can do that. And when you have your calm as an infrastructure, right? When you're coming from a place of calm, it is so much easier to reach those goals.
0: It really is.
1: It's so much easier, right?
0: You have different ideas, different thought patterns, different creativity when you're calm. The good ideas and the good um, visions of creating what you want moving forward are not coming into you when you're overwhelmed. You're not available to them. So it is in that calm yeah. that we're open to next steps.
1: Yeah, Cause overwhelm on our nervous system has the same, you know, flare as, Oh my gosh, I'm going to be eaten by a lion, mm-hmm. right? Like the nervous system responds to these things that are stressors Mm-hmm. at the same across the board, whether it's, you know, you're about to get in a car crash or, oh my gosh, my to-do list is so big and overwhelming, right? It, it responds the same way with the fight and flight and freeze. Yeah. And so it is impossible truly when your nervous system is flared into feeling attacked yeah, because it feels like I'm in danger here. You're, you don't have the capability because the body doesn't allow for you to, your body and mind don't actually allow for you to be able to access all the parts of your brain, your critical thinking, your creative problem solving, your ability to, you know, use your muscles in the best way possible to be able to stretch with ease. Like Everything is oh, when your nervous system is flared versus yeah. when it's
0: calm, you have everything available to you. Yeah, and this isn't your opinion. This is scientific fact. Yeah. It really does prohibit us from creating the world that we could have when we're stuck in that fight, flight, or freeze. Absolutely. I love that you wrote the book because as someone who spent a lot of years in fight, fright, or flee, freeze, I, I don't know if I said that right, guys, but you know what I mean. When you're in it and you don't know there's another way, you don't even know you're in it. It's just your natural state. To get out of it is hard, right? Because you have to be in common to come up with these ideas. So with your book, people don't have to come up with it by themselves. They don't have to do it alone. Here you go. Here's a guide. Don't white knuckle it. Don't do it alone. Let others help you reach out whether you want to reach out for coaching or you want to grab the book or you want to listen to the podcast we don't have to do things alone and when we try to it doesn't work as well and it takes longer and it feels yucky so what a gift really to take all your knowledge put it into a book so someone doesn't have to spend years figuring it out for themselves
1: Mm -hmm.
0: it's really putting a lot of good into the world
1: Thank you, Jesse. I so appreciate that.
0: That's great. Thank you so much for coming back on.
1: Oh, again, such a pleasure. So such a pleasure. Love our conversations. Thank you, Jesse, for me having me again. So Jenna, um, tell people where to find
0: you. It'll be in the show notes, but just tell them if they're listening right now and they're like, I want to look it up. Yes. Tell them where to find you. Um, and I mean, they can find your book many places, but just give us a little piece of how to get... So
1: I have a website, jennahermans.com, where I post blogs multiple times a month as well, all around calm. Mm. (laughs) Um, I'm on Instagram, Jenna Z Hermans. I'm on LinkedIn. And if you just Google Jenna Hermans and just me or even chaos to calm, uh, the book will come up I'll come up. My book is sold everywhere. Books are sold. Um, And if your local bookstore doesn't have them in stock, just tell them this is what you want. They'll order it for you. And then you're supporting a local bookstore uh, while also getting the calm that you need. And you can feel good about supporting your community.
0: Thank you, Jenna. Thank you, Jesse. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, Please rate, review, and follow along on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find out more about me at www.jesseboyce.com and follow along at Facebook at jesseboyce or on Instagram at at jesseboyce. See you again next week with another great episode.